fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Wow. Um, The lies that are coming out of the Biden White House are immense. Unbelievable. And the ineptitude, the ineptness of what is going on in our country is beyond imagination. How stupid can these people be? Of course, we know they're not stupid, right? We know that they are players. We know that they are money grabbers. We know that they are corrupt. And just like a criminal, they're really good at what they do. They have advisors. They don't have advisors to serve the people. They have advisors to serve themselves. And I'm telling you for a fact, I'm telling you that uh, this, 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 uh, this laundering that's going on has got to stop. It's got, it has to stop. But here we are. And, you know, I don't even know where to start today, but I'm going to tell you that Frank Biden, Quip Pro Joe, his younger brother, admitted he was the 64-year-old man who took a naked selfie but denied that he uploaded his photo to a gay porn website guys with iPhones in 2018 where it was discovered. He said he must have been hacked. So there he is in all of his glory taking a naked cell phone picture of himself. He's ripped. He looks great. But what kind of dudes do this? What who are the parents of Joe Biden? 
Let's 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 pull the Phil Donahue on that. You know, he can't be this much of a madman. How did he get to be as crazy as he is? And why did the liberals keep on voting for him? I mean, give me a break. Whether it's James, Joe, or Frank, these guys are all about themselves. They're takers. They're players. They're womanizers. They're racists. They're privileged. They're not Scranton Joe. They're not blue-collar Joe. That's what Chris Como wanted you to believe. Until all this video came out of him being such a shit. I mean, seriously. And it didn't fit the CNN narrative. So that's just the crumb. That's the small story. The, the Frank Biden naked selfie story is yet another example of why the Biden shouldn't be in the White House. That wasn't the biggest story yesterday. The biggest story, in my opinion, wasn't even Israel and Gaza and it wasn't Hamas and it wasn't any of this stuff. The biggest story to me has to do with saving our country, saving the world from global tyranny, from multinational corporations, and the biggest super corporate monopoly that's ever we've ever faced that has empowered themselves to have you believe the DEI and ESG Diversity, equity, inclusion, and environmental, environment, uh, social governance is more important than gas prices and inflation. The biggest story has to do with the outcome of the next election. Trump gave a great speech in New Hampshire yesterday. But you know what else happened yesterday? Robert Kennedy Jr. wasn't getting enough love from the Democrat Party and decided to renounce his Democrat status and become an independent. Now, some might argue that that has a negative impact on Trump because of the amount of independence he's going to pick up. But I actually think that Democrats are going to vote for him, and that's going to pull 10 20%. It might pull 5% of the independence from Trump. It might pull 10% from Trump, but it's going to pull 30% from Democrats, in my opinion. That's a guess. So, 
RFK Jr.'s entire announcement speech, five best quotes are here. Instead of two parties, we have a uniparty, he said. A monster with two faces loudly bickering with itself as it lumbers over a cliff. At the bottom of that cliff lies the destruction of our country. Number four. This is the five best clips. Number four. People suspect that divisions are deliberately orchestrated and that getting us to hate each other is part of the scam. And they're fed up with being fooled and they are ready to take back their power. And we know that's true because when somebody sees the news or they listen to someone for the first time, they realize that they've been duped. That's a true statement. The left is, I think, guilty of that more than the right. Because when they hear Vivek Ramaswamy or Donald Trump speak, or even Matt Gates for that matter, who was on Meet the Press over the weekend, um, when they hear them speak, they're like, whoa, this person's not as radical and as out to the pasture as I thought. This person's making some sense. I mean, I don't know how you could disagree with, you know, the fight for freedom or the fight for free speech or the fight for, you know, equality over equity. I mean, I don't I don't know how you can get, you know, so obviously, you know, these things are what they are. But Matt Gates has given really good press over the weekend with very tough, tough um, questioners, you know, like from CNN or NBC or whatever. And I like it when I see great Republican minds get on on uh, Democrat platforms, which are all the platforms of the mainstream media, and share their goods because it makes makes them more human. And if we have time today, we, we will play uh, some of that. So RFK is now an independent. So number three, Americans are angry at being left out left behind, swindled, cheated, and belittled by a smug elite that has rigged the system in its favor. My sacrifice, number two, my sacrifice is nothing compared to the risk our founding fathers took when they signed the Declaration of Independence 247 years ago, right over there. They, and this was in Philadelphia, by the way. They knew if their revolution failed, every last one of them would be hanged. 
they chose to place everything on the line. When John Adams put his pen down, after adding his signature to the declaration, he turned to those present and said, Sink or swim, live or die, survive or perish. From this day on, I'm with my country. I make that same pledge today, Robert Kennedy Jr. said, so that I may stand before you as every leader should, free of partisan allegiance and backroom deals, a servant only to my conscience, to my creator, and to you. And number one, I am here to declare myself as an independent candidate for president of the United States, and that's not all. I am here to join all of you to make a new declaration of independence for our entire nation. We declare independence from the corporations that have hijacked our government. We declare independence from Wall Street, big tech, big pharma, big agriculture, the military contractors, and their lobbyists. We declare independence from mercenary media that fortifies corporate orthodoxies and urges us to hate our neighbors and fear our friends. We declare our independence from these Oh, uh, let's see. I from the two political. Oh, okay, here we go. We uh, we declare independence from Wall Street, big tech, big pharma, big ag, the military contractors, and their lobbyists. We declare independence from mercenary media that fortifies corporate orthodoxies and urges us to hate our neighbors, and fear our friends. We declare independence from the cynical elites who betray our hope and our ampl- and amplify our divisions. And finally, we declare independence from the two political parties and the corrupt interests that dominate them and the entire rigged system of rancor and rage, corruption and lies that has turned government officials into indentured servants of their corporate bosses. We declare our independence from those corrupting powers, from these corrupting powers, because they are incompatible with the inalienable rights of life liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that our original Declaration of Independence invoked in 1776. Well, what a speech. What a great speech that was in Philadelphia. It had to have swayed many people. But isn't that what Trump is? Isn't that what Trump is about? And to take nothing away from Robert Kennedy, 
he is stating the obvious, but uh, apparently we need to be told that, right? And not not just to be told that, but to be reminded of what this experiment of the Constitution is all about and what our freedoms that are at stake right now are all about. So it's great stuff. Another thing that's been floating around that's just so alarming right now is the Biden administration just nine days ago, like last week, the Biden National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, says the Middle East region is quieter today than it has been in two decades. Let's take a listen. Because how can he be so wrong? They just released $6 billion to the Iranians. How could they be so wrong? What are they doing? You know, as they lose Afghanistan and then as they lose Ukraine, They got to keep the money train rolling, don't they? This is nothing but a scam on the middle class taxpayer of America. And what we said is we want to depressurize, de-escalate, and ultimately integrate the Middle East region. The war in Yemen is in its 19-month of truce. For now, the Iranian attacks against U.S. forces have stopped. Our presence in Iraq is stable. I emphasize for now because all of that can change. And the Middle East region is quieter today than it has been in two decades. And what we said... That's a lie. We need to have military communications channels to avoid escalation, to avoid surprise, to avoid mistake. And it is unfortunate that the Chinese defense ministry has declined to take calls from the U.S. Secretary of Defense. This is about the dumbest foreign policy advisor I've ever run across. I've never experienced in my life anyone dumber than Jake Sullivan. And yet he was Obama's chief advisor, considered the smartest man in the room. And I can't tell you how many times this guy has been out to lunch wrong. So, Tara, your response, is Jake Sullivan just dumb and completely off the range? Or did the intelligence... No, no, he's just dumb and he's lying. She's kinder. Jake Sullivan is dumb, yes. I. That's the way I see it. But she says he's a liar, which is probably worse. So, Tara, your response, is Jake Sullivan just dumb and completely off the range? Or did the intelligence community fail here and we just overlooked something that we should have seen coming? Yeah, Terrence, that is an actual blatant lie. 
And Israel has been warning and contradicts everything that Israel has been warning about for the last year. I mean, you have seen statistics. The data disproves everything that he said. And the data has shown, and the IDF, the Israelis, have been warning of the increase of crimes and the attacks. Just in 2022, the Palestinians attacked Israel 5,000 times. That includes shooting. That includes assault. That includes stabbing. There's been a significant increase, especially in the Jordan and Israeli crossing, border crossing at the Allenby Bridge of weapon smuggling in the last year, especially in 2022. There was a significant increase of weapon smuggling and drug smuggling coming in. You just had the chief of Mossad, the beginning of September, do a big press conference or um, had a big speech stating that the international community needs to be aware and be on high alert because attacks against Israelis all around the world have increased, he was saying. And he warned in that speech that if any Jews or Israelis get wounded in a terror attack, that Israel was going to strike at the heart of Tehran. So that's a blatant lie. So weapons, drugs. And like I said, the five currencies, the four currencies on the, the black market, weapons, drugs, humans, and oil. <laughs> and people are not writing checks for these things. They're, they are, what are they doing? They're trading. They're just trading. It's a trading post. You've heard the phrase, right? Trading post. Sooner or long, it turns into money. Sooner or long. It just depends on where you want to generate the money. If you want to generate it tax-free, it's going to be offshore. And that's usually what the American politicians will do. And these anonymous donations, like what was going on with the Biden uh, platform in Penn University, uh, a money laundering slush fund, for the Biden crime family. Penn should be ashamed of itself. Penn. It's it's an Ivy League institution. It, they should be ashamed of themselves. They are so corrupt. Here's Jake Sullivan again, being more stupid than ever before. First, with regards to the United States' commitment to Ukraine... There are 26 Republican lawmakers, including six senators, a small minority, as you mentioned before, um, who sent a letter to the OMB director saying that they were unaware of just how much the administration has spent thus far in support of Ukraine. They know how much was appropriated, obviously. They don't know how much has been spent thus far. Do you have a general figure you can give us? Uh, I'm not going to stand here and give a precise figure. What I will tell you is that we have supplied to the Congress every dollar that has been obligated. So if they are unaware, it's because they are not looking at the reports that we are submitting to the Hill. And First, with regards to the United so States. So basically, this says here, uh, according to the RNC, Biden National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says he's not going to stand here and give a precise figure on exactly how much taxpayer funding has been spent on aid to Ukraine. The biggest laundering, money laundering scam in the world history. 
<laughs> and that's not hyperbole. That's a fact. Kash Patel exposes National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan's Iranian ties. Let's take a listen. Just, just tell me for a second how how big a deal it is to find out that people in the Biden State Department, Obama State Department, with the highest security clearances, negotiating a deal that's absolutely central for peace in the world uh, and for the, uh, ge- the current geopolitics, that they have in- Iranian intelligence assets on their staff and they just have their security clearance revoked? How big a deal is that? <clears throat> well, Steve, it's no coincidence. Remember, Jake Sullivan, the architect of the JCPOA, is, Ob- is Biden's national security advisor. Jake Sullivan, along with O'Malley, are the ones that constructed a pathway to friendship to the number one state sponsor of terror in the world. And Jake Sullivan is the individual that just gave Tehran $6 billion and six Iranian terrorist criminals um, over there. And this is not a coincidence. They are doing this in a calculated fashion. So this reporting does not surprise me. What surprises me is how little the press is covering this and how much we don't yet know of what they've already given the Ayatollahs and Mullahs in Iran, because what they've publicly said is just a piece of it. We've seen the U.N. nuclear weapons inspectors already be removed after we gave Iran six billion dollars. So there's no more cops of any kind over there looking at the nuclear arsenal, which Iran is building to fuel nuclear weaponry against the United States of America. And I can't believe this isn't headline news, but I guess I can because uh, they're well, more it, worried. But hold it, but hold it, but 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 yo yo cash yo yo yo. If, if you were the general counsel over at House Intel and Devin Nunez was over there and Derek Harvey were over there, you guys would be up the mic this morning. If you would force it to be national news. Where where's Turner in the House? Intel? This thing's explosive. Why is House Intel out right now saying, "Hey, we're going to have hearings tomorrow. We're going to have a." classified hearing in the morning and we're going to have public hearings on thursday and friday did you derek Har- colonel harvey and nunez would have would have forced the issue where, where's mike turner and house intel well i think we were a different breed of cat and you're the economic wizard on this one and you know that this congress and this republican majority has difficulty doing multiple things at any given time and i like a lot of the guys over there they just don't have the ability to do multiple lines of effort right now it's all cr 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 and um, possibly the opening stages of a Biden impeachment inquiry, which they might get to in a year. Um, so adding this third but pivotal key piece of oversight to their uh, bailiwick, is, it's just not realistic. But I mean, this is – I'm going to hold you through the break. I got about a minute. This goes all the way up to Jake Sullivan. I mean, this goes into the this not goes in the West Wing. This goes to the center beating heart of the National Security National Security Advisor National Security Council of our nation, sir. Yeah, Jake Sullivan is the quarterback of the JCPOA. Jake Sullivan is the guy that, remember, instigated Russiagate for Hillary Clinton. Jake Sullivan is the guy that went to the media and said Donald Trump's a Russian asset. Jake Sullivan has been putting out disinformation and getting in bed with Iran and courting the United States' Uh, democratic radical left to get over there with the ayatollahs and somehow make peace because wait for it there's money in it for all of them that's why they're out there and i think that's where all roads are going to lead is to the bank the bank accounts of these individuals but you're right we've got nobody doing any oversight work nobody issuing subpoenas so we're probably never going to find out they're going to get rich and the state sponsor of terror iran where's the see it's all about money 
It's all about money. It's all about laundering. It's all. <laughs> it's from Afghanistan to. It was from Iraq and Syria to Afghanistan to Ukraine to the Middle East. It's all corrupt. We don't need wars. Trump made it very, very clear that economic consequences prevent wars and that economic opportunities create wars in the sense that oil prices, for example, can encourage war from hateful entities for a lot of reasons. Number one, you want to take out your competition. But it's always about money. It's not just about the military-industrial complex. It's not just about how the money flows through, you know, like a pandemic into the pharmaceutical companies and then on the stage of at Davos, at the World Economic Forum, do BlackRock and uh, the head of Farm- Pfizer meet and negotiate. And on their private jets, in private meetings, and how they negotiate and how they win and how they manipulate and how they, you know, their greed is, yeah, it's all there. But it's not just about COVID and pharmaceutical. It's not just about military and something like Raytheon. But if you look up the ownership of Raytheon or Lockheed Martin or any of those and a lot of corporations you've never heard of before. They are controlled by BlackRock and Vanguard and State Street. And if they aren't, then they're controlled by someone like Mitt Romney or the guy that owns the Minnesota Twins that's a right-hand man, money guy, for Amy Klobuchar, which is why she stays in, in power. He, he, she is to him what Mitt Romney is to Kofor Black. And Kofor Black is to Mitt Romney. You know, like, Kofor Black was a CIA guy that made Mitt Romney rich. Mitt Romney, though, had the money. He was already rich. But the two together, Mitt Romney had the leverage of money And Cobra Black had the leverage of access and manipulation. He knew how to hire mercenaries in Ukraine, in Afghanistan. He knew how to control the Taliban. He knew how the war was won. And people don't even talk about this Cobra Black guy. I'm probably the only show that talks about him. But trust me, he's a big player. All right, so we have this. Uh, This is kind of an interesting clip. Um, 
I want to play this. Uh, yeah, right here. All right. There was this interview, too. Uh, let's take a listen to this. And then I'm going to play this Tucker Carlson thing. Armenia, Azerbaijan, what is happening? Yeah, so, I mean, what's happening is an atrocity. I mean, you have people who are Armenians, largely Christians, six-figure numbers, 100, 120,000, being driven back to their country from a region that has long been a place they have called home. A lot of atrocities that aren't even yet coming to light in Western media. Armenia, Azerbaijan, what is happening? Yeah, so... I mean, what's happening is an atrocity. Yeah, that that was just part of it. But here, let's take a listen to this. This this was uh, Tucker Carlson who just came out with his post. No decent person can watch the video of young people being murdered at a music festival in southern Israel without feeling horrified. It's awful, and there's no excusing it. No matter what you think of Israel's policies in Gaza, you are not allowed to shoot people at music festivals. That's a crime. Israel has a right to respond to that crime and to defend itself. No one seriously contests that. The question for American policymakers, however, is what do we do next? How do we represent the interests of the United States in this chaotic moment? That's not a selfish question. It's the whole point of making policy for a country to improve and protect that country. If you serve in the U.S. Congress or in the executive branch of government, you have a moral duty to think this way. It's your job. You serve the United States and its population. You have no moral authority except to the extent that you represent your fellow Americans. That's our system. It used to be obvious, but it's worth remembering now because the conflict between Israel and Hamas could escalate into a war between Iran and its allies and the West. Once a war like that starts, you could easily imagine the use of nuclear weapons and all that entails. Millions dead, the collapse of the global economy. At the very least, you could see an unprecedented energy crisis here. Already gas in one Bay Area service station hit $7.29 a gallon over the weekend. If that trend worsens and persists, the United States, which is already, technically speaking, bankrupt, would plunge into depression. And no, it would not be like the 1930s. Close to 10 million people have come here over the last three years from the poorest places in the world. The overwhelming majority of them are on some form of federal subsidies. You wonder how that's going to work out when the U.S. government runs out of money. So there's a lot at stake in how we encourage Israel to respond to the horrifying Hamas attacks. Wisdom and long-term thinking are essential, but you will not be surprised to learn that is not what we are getting. Watch this person, for example, who happens to be the media's pick for president of the United States. This is not just an attack on Israel. This is an attack on America because they hate us just as much. And what we have to understand is this is the reason that we have to unite around making sure our enemies do not hurt our friends. America can never be so arrogant to think we don't need friends, just like we needed them on 9-11. That's why Ukraine needs us when Russia's doing this. That's why Israel needs us when Hamas and Iran are doing this. And I'll say this to to Prime Minister Netanyahu, finish them. Nikki finish Haley. them. Hamas. Nikki Haley's got to be one of the biggest morons on the planet. How she ran a state and how North South Carolina Linians voted for her is beyond belief. Did this, you know, Iran's behind it. Finish them. They should have hell to pay for what they've just done. This was an attack on America, she says, when in fact it was not. And for that reason, we must, quote, finish Iran, 
a nation of nearly 90 million people. What are we watching here? This is not sober leadership. She's a child, and this is the tantrum of a child. Ignorant, cocksure, bloodthirsty. Yet no one in Washington scolded her for it. In fact, they aped her hysteria. Here's fellow neocon Lindsey Graham just spelling it out and calling for the bombing of Iran. So I've been on the phone all day to the Mideast, and I've told our allies and people with connections to Iran what I would do. I would tell Iran that if Hezbollah attacks Israel, we're going to come after you, the Iranians, and have a coordinated effort between the United States and Israel to put Iran out of the oil business by destroying their refineries. There are four major refineries in Iran. They're fixed targets. Uh, if Hezbollah attacks Israel, I would make Iran dead. Well, that services what the What exactly would happen initiative. to the United States if we declared war on Iran and started blowing up their infrastructure? Oil prices. Lindsey Graham has no clue what would happen. He hasn't thought it through. He's almost 70 years old and he has no children. He doesn't care. But neither, amazingly, do most of his colleagues in Washington. They're as reckless as he is. Texas Congressman Dan Crenshaw took to social media to call for what he described as a war to end all wars, as if there is such a thing. But of course, there isn't such a thing. Wars beget more war. The bigger the conflict, the uglier and longer lasting the consequences. See World War I for details. These are not complex observations, but they seem lost on our leadership class. Alone among candidates running for the Republican nomination for president, Vivek Ramaswamy dared to suggest that actually going to war with Iran might not be in America's national interest. And for saying that, Mike Pence immediately denounced him as gutless and unpatriotic or something. But we thought it might be worth hearing more. Vivek Ramaswamy joins us now. Vivek, thanks so much for coming on. So if I'm reading this correctly, you suggested while offering what seemed like real sympathy um, to the Israeli people, to the many murdered there two days ago, you noted that maybe it's not in America's best long-term interest to declare war on Iran. Is that what you said? I actually said this long before this crisis when people were thinking clear-headedly. And I just want to say a couple of things that are obvious but important, Tucker. I mean, what happened against Israel? You said it. I believe it. It is barbaric. It is medieval. Yeah. It is wrong. And Israel as a nation absolutely has the right to self-defense, to its own national existence. And I think they should— by the way, before we go on, you know what else is barbaric and medieval? A scamdemic, a plandemic, a pandemic. You know what else is barbaric and medieval? The kind of totalitarianism that's going on with globalism, with central bank digital currency, with climate initiatives, and with ESG and DEI. Those are medieval and barbaric. The open borders is one of the most barbaric and inhumane things we've ever seen. So, you know, it, it, it goes without saying, but we will continue to listen to this. But uh, they will kill you and think nothing of it. It's just a, the cost of doing business. When they talk about depopulation, they're not talking about your well-being. They're talking about your death. I don't know why we sit there and listen to a guy like Bill Gates talk about new vaccines 
and um, reproductive services and and uh, socialized medicine in a TED speech and think anything uh, like and not be outraged that he put that in the context of depopulation. I, I don't understand that. Why that guy's not in prison right now is beyond me. Because between Soros and the rigged elections that he is famous for, and Bill Gates and the amount of deaths he has done in the name of science, whether it's mosquitoes delivering uh, a plague or a vaccine that's killing our youth and uh, making it so we can't have children, reproductive reproduction. Whether it's Soros or Gates or Klaus Schwab, or even Larry Fink at this point, I would put him in into that group, the BlackRock leader. I will tell you that uh, these are people that should be this this is what the Hague was created for uh, <laughs> uh, sorry about that we, we will take this call as a matter of fact all right uh, caller you're on the air I, I don't understand how these people in Palestine and Israel keep listening to the same people decade after decade Okay. They've been slaughtering each other my whole lifetime. Yeah. I think they would get together and figure it out and say, this has got to stop. We've got to stop listening to each other. Yeah. When you got people here in Salt Lake City chanting in the streets about celebrating the death of these people in Israel, and now they're going to be getting blown up. I, I think we'd have to start our own government or a whole new country in our own country in the United States to get away from this madness we're living in right now. I've never seen it this bad in my entire lifetime. What you're referring to is the takeover of the liberal agenda, and they took it over because they rigged the elections, right? Rigged the elections? Yeah, all the stuff. Look at it all. I mean, lobbying. All the bureaucrats that run our country, the military-industrial complex. Yeah, it's, like, it's 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 all about corporate greed. That's why I thought that Robert Kennedy Jr. and uh, even um, Ro Khanna, um, uh, the guy from uh, California, and uh, Matt Gates, you know, they're pushing for taking corporate money out of election. Of course, it'll never happen because that's how. Washington works, but it's that corporate money that's being injected into the politicians' pockets that are causing these wars because there's a lot of money to be made from pandemics, scamdemics, plandemics, uh, war, uh, a lot of money to be made in all of these entities. Oh, uh, endless amounts of money, but it's still based on the, the printing press. Yeah, you, printing you know, you cash. The, the numbers. You're printing cash, yes. You look at the numbers and you're just 
mesmerized on how this can keep going. And you know who's suffering? The future generation. Yeah. And at a certain point, they won't be able to suffer anymore because it's, will this be infinity? Well, 33 trillion is a ridiculous number. And with the interest rates kicking in the way they are now, um, seven, seven, eight percent, it's crazy. You know, the amount of money that we're going to spend just on interest alone is bigger than most governments' total GDP. Mortgage rates just hit 8% today. Oh, my goodness. And house prices, your your, meet, your starting home price in the United States is half a million dollars in, in most areas. Not everywhere, but... Yeah, well, that's it, all going to be... You know, I was, I was actually, for... for uh, Unknown reasons. I I don't even know why I was looking at it, but I was looking at this YouTube CarMax thing, and used cars are selling for more than new cars. Number one, and number two, again, the only people that are going to benefit from this are cash buyers, people that spend cash um, on houses and on cars. Uh, if they have the money stored up and they can pay cash for something and not pay interest. Uh, they're the only benefactors of that. That's a very small number. That's a very I mean, small I don't understand percentage. why anybody would want a new car. With the surveillance systems that are in them, and everything new is built to break. For God's sake, the smoke detector has a, a detonator in it. After X amount of years, your smoke detector goes bad. You look at the old school smoke detectors in a home, they're still on the wall working. Just change the batteries. Wait, uh, so what are you saying about the smoke detector? A smoke detector in your home. It has a 10-year lifespan. After 10 years, you have to change it out. I never knew that. <laughs> I just Yeah, the, yeah there's new, new, the, new, the new smoke detectors that they sell in the store. At about ten years, they they self detonate. They they beep constantly. But there's no repair. In them. You know the thing you said about the cars and stuff. You know, like it is true. There's nowhere you can go and hide. I mean, I I really think that we need to start learning to. We need to actually go. In fact, I bet you there there's going to be an, a business where people are going to teach people how to deconnect, like you know, disconnect from the internet. Like, I stick with all old stuff. Yeah. I mean, but, but you know, everywhere you travel with your phone or your car, a new car, uh, all of these things track you and trace you. And oh, they tell the insurance companies how you drive, whether you yeah. follow speed limits on exactly. GPS, crop the yellow red line. And you'll be punished if you AI. don't provide they that information. This, this is where it's rigged. You'll be punished if that information is not available. Say you did do the right thing and you disconnected. You're right? You didn't want any part of that. You'll be penalized because you're not on the grid. That's the, do you that, know how many people live off the grid right now that live in the woods and would rather just... There's so many people disconnecting right now. Yeah. And and for for a good reason because I've never seen it this bad in my entire life and 
Yeah, I don't see it getting any better. No, and you know, you have to thank Donald Trump for exposing it because I don't think we were woke until Donald Trump rode down that escalator. Would you agree? No, I was on it long before Donald Trump rode down the escalator. <laughs> See, fact, I wasn't. I wasn't. The, the folks that didn't, I had to I convince people to vote for him. I live out here in the West, and I had to convince people. To I know. I, you're, you're, your name is Bob, right? Correct. You're a Larry Freese guy, right? Correct. I had to convince him. In the beginning, they were Ted Cruz guys, him yeah. and his buddy. Yeah. And they didn't know Donald Trump. And I had to convince Larry Freese himself. But he went, he, they got smart early on, which is more than I can say for other folks. Yeah. And there's still folks to this day that are still arguing with me about the way he talks. And I'm just mesmerized on how they can think this way. You know, it blows my mind. I, I think a lot of people are brainwashed from their higher ups, whether it's their work, their religion. And, uh, you know, let's face it, a lot of people don't want problems fixed. Most of government doesn't want any problems fixed. They want to manage it. It's like a war, right? They don't want to end the war, like like Julian Assange said, right? They don't want to end the war. They want a, a perpetual war because it's just oh, yeah. money Going in the bank. Uh, as soon as oh. the war ends, it's, it's, it, the money stops. I think I think China and Russia love Donald Trump. As, as much competition as he put on the table. Why do you I, think? Well, okay, Russia, why do you th- so why China. why do you think that is? Uh, I'm actually perplexed about that. Because it gave them probably the ability. You know, I, I'm not too sure about China though. I think China wants to dominate. Well, China, China was going to be held accountable and they were going to be regulated and they were going to be with phase one, phase two of the economic thing that they were negotiating before COVID. Um, I don't think they were too happy about that. That's That's when Donald Trump had them buying $8 billion worth of farm products from the United States. They were forced. They were ready to sign and they were dragging their feet. And along came COVID. Right, exactly. So, what I'm what I'm saying is, then, why do you think China and and uh, who did you say you said China and who? I, I said Russia more more so Russia than China because yeah. Russia. Well, Russia Russia also so. was penalized because we were energy independent and and we drove gas prices down and the price per barrel per oil was not making them rich. So you could say that Trump was really painful to both countries so that's why i'm curious as to why you said that they both love trump because it was a business game instead of a war game right so okay so all the rich rich people in this world what do they own commodities okay so it was a game of trading commodities so probably they were able to let their guard down a little bit on worrying about defense and then more so got their brains going on economic structure. Okay. Thinking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe exercising a different side of their brain. Right. What they're not used to dealing with the politicians we've had for decades here in the United States. 
right, these guys right. got to go. They're the worst. This, you right. know more as much as I do. It's the we, worst we, I've ever we, seen. We, we, Joe Biden. We, we need. They, we I need. hope they. This whole Israel thing is a diversion against the impeachment to get him take the, everybody's eyes off the impeachment and Hunter Biden. Uh-huh. And I sure hope Congress sticks to their guns and keeps going against the impeachment and gets this guy out of office. Right. Well, and then you get Kamala. So what are you going to do there? I'll tell you what. I'd rather have Kamala right now than Joe Biden. Why Joe is Biden, that? Why? Joe Biden. We're okay. Dealing, we're I, dealing with Obama I have a right reason. Now. I have a reason to. Uh, I know why. I have my own why. I have my own reason why. But what is your reason why? I'm curious. My reason why what? Why I would take Kamala. Kamala. Because you're not dealing with Joe Biden. It's really Obama running the show. That's right. I I think that Kamala is less cooperative with Obama than Biden is. Biden is a puppet. And he'll do anything regardless of... Well, um, Biden's compromised by China and Russia. Right. I think they want Ukraine to obliviate it because they want to hide right. all the evidence. Right. So you think that Kamala would be better because even though she's a stooge and a puppet, she's less corrupted than Joe Biden is. Less I, of a I don't puppet. know for sure, but I, I'll take my chances. Yeah. Yeah. Because it couldn't be any worse is what you're saying. It couldn't, couldn't be, be any, any worse, worse guy, than Joe Biden. blatantly... So so let me ask you one we we have 30 seconds left. Let me ask you one other question. Why do you think Democrats actually are so stupid that they still believe in Joe Biden? Why do you think that is? I I don't I I think they cuz it makes it easy for them to uh follow their agenda. Their 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 agenda. Right now, and I don't think all Democrats are going for it. There's a lot of Democrats that jump ship already. Well, I'll tell you that Robert Kennedy Jr. move yesterday was a big deal. Kelsey Gabbard has left. You know, yeah, that's true. There's all kinds of Democrats that are just saying enough's enough. People won't even back them. They won't endorse them. Some of these Democrats. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, Scott, let me get off the horn here. Take care. It was great talking to you. All right, take care. Thank you. All right. Wow. All right. Well, that was the caller uh, called in from Salt Lake, U- uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, that area. Um, Larry Freese, by the way, he's a he's a fan of Larry Freese, that guy that just called in. And um, Larry Freese is is airing on Red State Talk Radio on in the mornings live, live on the mornings. And uh, he airs uh, before my show. Um, on Saturdays, Sundays, and uh, Mondays, actually. Um, so, in any case, uh, but be sure to check out org. Make a donation, if you can, to keep the Scott Adams Show commercial-free. Also, use Red State over at MyPillow.com. And we'll see you next time it's on right the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Net.